You're a monster! Welcome in to another week of the Fantasy Monsters with Caleb and James. How we doing? Good as always. Yeah, boy. Well, we've got a lot to discuss today. We've got some news, um, some listener league stuff. You did this really cool RB kind of thing. Yeah, I'm really excited a to kind of see. Dive, yeah. yeah, this deep dive into some past year running back situations. I'm really excited to hear what that's about. We got some tips and tricks for draft strategies later. And we got a new segment to round it out. Plus, we have a new announcement to kind of discuss, uh, which will be a lot of fun. But, James, let's go ahead and jump into our news for this week. So, uh, Kenny Galladay for Detroit, he's hopeful and the team's hopeful they can get an extension done before the season. Uh, Le'Veon Bell team wants to lessen the workload maybe for Frank Gore. Oh, God. <laughs> it's never going to end with Frank Gore. Mm. Uh, Van Jefferson, Jared Goff has been comparing him to Cooper Cup as a rookie. Coming in as ahead of a lot of other rookies in his mind, which is a good comparison, but... I mean, it's a great comparison for him. <laughs> yeah. Take it with a... Take it with a grain of salt. Hand, yeah. So, uh, the Chargers, Los Angeles Chargers, the Eckler and Jackson have both been getting first team reps, but I have been seeing some stuff about Joshua Kelly maybe gunning for that number two spot behind Eckler. We'll have to wait and see. Hmm. Ryan Fitzpatrick is very, very likely the week one starter. Thank which God. Which is good news. Uh, Damian Harris for New England. He's been getting a heavy workload in camp. Pretty mm-hmm. much just everyone else is out, and apparently he's been looking really good, so... Yeah, I'm really interested to see what that's going to look like. Yeah, someone picked him up in a listener league. I thought that was a good pickup, and he was drafted in our other yep. one. So. And pretty late, so you should be yep. able to get him late. Another New England player, Nikhil Harry. Still struggling a little bit to separate, but that's never been a huge part of his game. Nah. So I'm not too worried about He's just a big-bodied yeah, guy. Exactly. So yeah, it's all about contested control. catches, physicality. Yep. Yeah, he's not uh, a burner. Mitch uh, Trubisky and Nick Foles for Chicago. They've been alternating days as starters, so a little bit more competition for Uh, him. Nick Chubb, he was in concussion protocol earlier in the week. He is back, so that's good news. Mm -hmm. Uh, Dalvin Cook, the contract talks with Minnesota and then broke off. Yeah, that's not good. Yeah, that, that actually, it makes me sour on him re-signing with them yeah doesn't sound it does not sound good i feel like he's going to play out this year for him and then he's going to want to be gone 100 percent. yeah i mean i i 100 agree with you i don't think it it doesn't look likely unless something crazy happens this offseason yeah. but uh brashad perriman for the jets having really he's having a really good camp he i mean a lot of people I, I brought him up as a sleeper a lot of people think he's an afterthought afterthought but with the Denzel Mims injury and I mean they did sign him to a one-year eight million dollar contract that's not nothing that's pretty good money for a player who's shown pretty little until the end of last year so I still think he's a good sleeper that's a lot higher of a contract than I would have assumed he would get uh Miles Sanders is week to week lower body lower body injury Mm -hmm. and the Eagles have a lot of beat up players Goddard has an injury concern Boston Scott all of them, they say, are minor, which that's what I'm believing, too. They're taking it easy on them, but 
it Miles Sanders there's always kind of been that can he handle it right because he's and a I've smaller had some dude of those concerns yeah and so I think this is something to especially when he's going high in drafts it, very high and that's yeah. been my big problem with them is just where he's going in drafts yep uh, Michael Pittman they say he's building a good rapport with Philip Rivers duh of course called yeah. him at the draft <laughs> uh, Jay Sternberger was cleared from the COVID list Green Bay young tight end yeah someone to watch out for. Yeah, uh, Tyreek Hill had a minor hamstring issue the other day. He uh, he, they say he's going to return soon. He last year he dealt with uh, like it was a collar, it was upper body injury. It was mm-hmm. nothing lower body, but that's concerning for a player whose entire game is built on speed. Yep. <laughs> uh, this one really made me sad, and the guy just needs a break. Uh, Ron Rivera for Washington was diagnosed oh, yeah. with cancer, man. Yeah, it sucks. Dude. When is this guy going to get a break? I thought he was going to get a break when he when they got he got signed there. Yeah, I was so excited for that. That was going to turn around the whole entire organization. And, and yeah, they just put him out there. Ron Rivera fix everything because we're the ones that made all the problems, but you got to fix it. Right. The name changed. The all the allegations about the organization. Yeah. The uh, Darius Geis news. I mean, yep. He's a class act guy. He's he would have done. He's, he's going to do. NFL he's still going to do yeah. good, but. And they say sucks. the, I mean, it, it's they, still cancer, but yeah. they say it's they caught it very early. treatable, yeah, yeah, and he shouldn't miss time, but if they do, the defensive coordinator, Jack Del Rio, who is has been yeah. a good coach in the past, man. yeah, he'd be, um, he'd be a good interim head coach, and that's who they designated as. Uh, Broncos running back situation. So Vangio, he doesn't want to designate a starter. It's kind of hard to do when you gave Melvin Gordon like thirteen million or something. Yeah, and <laughs> Melvin Gordon is dealing with a slight rib thing, and yeah, I still think Gordon is going to get all the passing work and the red zone work, and I think he'll probably return on his draft price, but it would make me nervous drafting. Yeah, Melvin Gordon. I don't, I don't have much. I, the signing of Melvin Gordon was terrible, and we've even heard that he's not been adjusting to playing in such a high altitude as well so we'll have to kind of wait and see yeah uh, also another denver player kj hamler he's out for a couple weeks i've heard around like four with a hamstring issue which that means he'll probably miss the start of the season yep sammy watkins uh was dealing with a little groin injury missed a few days of practice he did return friday but that's something to monitor sammy's always hurt yes unfortunately uh john rosh they say he's returning soon so that's good news. I think everything's taken care of with his family. Uh, this broke pretty, I can't remember if it was last night or earlier tomorrow morning, but Earl Thomas. Oh, Baltimore. man. Yeah, dude. Apparently he got in a fight with another player, and the organization and the players won him gone, and yep. they were vocal about it. So yep. there has to be more than just this fight going on. Yeah, it it had to have been more of a locker room situation. No, and because of the circumstances, he they terminated him Bye-bye. and he lost his guaranteed money on his contract. He lost everything. They released him. So yep. he gone. Uh there's still what I hear a lot of teams interested in him. Dallas Houston, Dallas, yeah, yeah. So I think he'll still find a play. I mean, he's still very good safety in this league, but I just hate the demeanor of some of these veteran players that think just because they have have talent and they've been good in the past that they can come in and be whatever they want on any team. So I don't know what the situation was. If yeah, it was, it was just cocky just, nature. You, never, you, you never hear about players like bad, like 
going against other players. Yeah, on the team. you That's rarely weird. hear stuff like that. If you do, it's something worse than yeah, it has what's be even being bad. broken. So, yeah, it's just uh, Melvin Ingram, the incredible defensive player for the Los Angeles Chargers. He was holding out. It ended. He got his 2020 contract guaranteed, and they're in the future going to look for an extension for him. But he was holding out. I mean, he kind of deserves it, a contract. So. Yeah, he's incredible. <laughs> uh, Theo Reddick was signed by the Las Vegas Raiders. No one, one cares. year deal. And yeah, I've seen some stuff on Twitter. I got uh, back and forth with a few people. Just like, yeah, there's no way Josh Jacobs is getting the passing work now. I think this Theo Reddick signing is more indication that they don't really plan for Lynn Bowden to play running back for him. Yeah, that's what I was because thinking Because all they have is Josh Jacobs and Jalen Rashard as prototypical running backs on yeah. that team. There's not a lot of depth. So, yeah, you need another player. He's I, The contract has to be cheap. I didn't find the details of it, but right. he's bounced around. He's never, He is what he is. He's not He's not great. He's, con, he's consistent. But, no, I, I definitely agree with you. I think it makes me more – leaning Lynn Bowden as some sort of flex wide receiver yeah. yep. wherever is he's going to be, <laughs> you know, just yeah, whatever I, they want him to I be. I was kind of, I, I thought it was strange, the running back designation for him. Yeah. Because I always looked at him more a of a wide receiver. wide receiver and a pretty good quarterback in college. So, yeah, I mean, he was a great rusher as a quarterback, one of the all-time quarterback rushing seasons last year. But Yeah. So, yeah, I, I'm, I'm with you on that. I don't think – I still think Josh Jacobs, Josh Jacobs will get plenty of plenty of work. Okay, and now uh, these are just a bunch of players for injuries to watch. Brandon Ayuk mm. suffered a leg injury. I, I put this one under moderate. Yeah, interest. it didn't really specify too much. He hurt it while running a route yeah. and came up lame. So that one is sounds a little, like a hamstring. But yeah, it's Alice Allen Robinson for Chicago. He has an ankle injury. I think it's minor. Tyreek Hill, like we talked about. I think that one's minor. DeAndre, we'll see. Yeah, DeAndre Swift for Detroit has a leg injury. I think that one's also minor. Dallas Goddard, Philly, fractured thumb. Uh, I put that one under minor. I think that's just going to be more of a pain thing. Yeah, I mean, catching it screws up, but it's not like it's a quarterback with a thumb injury. Yeah, uh, A.J. Green, hamstring. I think that one's under the moderate tag. I think you definitely have to be concerned, a little concerned about that. Yeah, and be really concerned about where you're drafting him now too, because you just don't know if he's going to play a full season anymore. Yeah, he's still going on those mid rounds. Uh, Melvin Gordon with the ribs, like we talked about, I put that one under minor. Sammy Watkins groin, I put that under moderate, just because of his injury history. KJ Hamler hamstring, like we talked about earlier, that one's definitely moderate. He's definitely missing time. Yep. Miles Sanders, the lower body. I put that one under minor. Preston Williams, Miami wide receiver, has a knee coming back from the knee injury. I put that one still under moderate because he's coming back from an injury. Yep. And Daryl Henderson for the Los Angeles Rams has a leg injury. I put that one under minor too, but these are all just keep your eye on them. Yep. Yeah, you never know what direction they're going to go. that all the news we got for today? Yes, sir. That's a lot, but that's good stuff. Uh, so James, thanks for the news. I think so. Basically, what happened, guys, is we're gonna jump into our listener league, but we actually had to do a second league. We had so many people asking to join our first league that 
we came out and made a second one. So what we got a, like Listener League East, I yeah, think. East listen, and West. East yeah, and West. Someone, so we got conferences. Uh, yeah, I didn't want them just to be Listener League 1 and 2. So That's I so put it out. Yeah, I put it out to both leagues. What do you guys think the name should be? And someone brought up East and West, and I thought that was a great idea. Yeah, I mean, it's basically, uh, you know, almost everything has yeah, an East just and a West. So, yeah, it's a standard. So we're really excited that we were had the opportunity of creating a second league. And that league drafted this past weekend, and so a little quicker. Uh, I wouldn't say a little quicker. We got done on a Saturday. Yeah, we got um, done it was a lot faster than the, than the than the first one. So that was really nice. I actually couldn't believe it. Yeah, <laughs> I didn't think it was going to happen, but it did. So we're just going to kind of talk about a little more trash talk in this one too. Yeah, this one was fun. <laughs> this we had a lot of fun with this one. Uh, not to take anything away from the east side. Um, but y'all need to step up some smack talks because the West Side's just crushing it. So, so Caleb had the number two pick, which is yeah. a great pick, and I had the sixth pick, which being in the middle is just always the worst. And JT complained again because he was picking nine. I was, <laughs> I was this close to seeing if GFC if JT wanted to swap, but I ended up not. I don't. I, I yeah. probably could have had a better team if I did, but I don't know. <laughs> it's just being in the middle, it sucks. Yeah, it I'm never a huge fan of being in that like four through seven range. Because I feel like in the middle, you have to play the ADP game the most, yeah. and it's just constantly people getting picked. Uh, you got to you gotta kind of jump a little bit more yeah. um, at, at times. Well, yeah, when you're on the ends, you're just like, you can't really even look at ADP. Because, no. I mean, 20 picks until you ends. get back, I mean, that's... That's a lifetime. So just, you know, running through my team, uh, you know, I started at, at again, pick two, Christian McCaffrey Alley went first, so I went with Saquon Barkley, got DeAndre Hopkins on the way back, Kenny Galladay. I'm pretty satisfied with those first three yep. picks. Yep. Uh, followed that up with David Johnson. My boy. Yeah, pretty excited about having him. And then I felt because I had David Johnson and Saquon, I could take a little bit of a risk here. I was really contemplating taking Robert Woods, but I didn't. I went with Jonathan Taylor. Yeah, Woods did go the next pick. He did go the next pick. I knew he wouldn't get back. But I, I went because just in case. You know, just in case because I am a big Taylor fan. I think he has a great offensive line to run through, uh, run behind. So if he, if he can be anything special this year, that's a, getting him in the fifth is going to be fantastic. Cortland Sutton in the sixth. Raheem Mostert, starting running back. Who the, he's going to get a lot of work in the seventh. Yeah, your four running backs are pretty good. Yeah, and that's why I didn't draft another one. <laughs> yeah, I was pretty running back light, too, in this draft. I did not draft another running back after that because I felt like I had four really solid pieces. Drafted Evan Ingram in the eighth. Back uh, of the eighth. Back of the eighth. I think very good value there. Yep. Debo in the ninth. Put him on injury. And yeah, it was just very considering and i'll pick up you know i could pick up Nikhil harry or something like that uh jameson crowder in the 10th henry ruggs in the 11th taking a shot there i did contemplate taking djx who did went go next uh i'll see if i have to regret that or not stafford to take out the uh galladay yeah, i love that pick yeah stafford got in the back end of the yeah. 12th and then i picked up tyler higby at the beginning of the 13th just in case yeah i think if because I took Kittle in the third round, and I, I think if I didn't take Kit, I'm not sure. I think getting Higby in the thirteenth and getting my third round pick back, as, I think I might do that. I think I might. Yeah, because you took. That. Let's see who you taking. Well, you took Pittman in the thirteenth though, which isn't bad. Yeah. Uh, you round, took Kenny Galladay in the third. True. So. Uh, rounded out my team with Preston Wilson, uh, Preston Williams. Just as kind of a a, long, a little bit of a long shot, but can have a huge season, and so 
I like it. And then, of course, my my Minnesota defense, just because I really like their week one matchup. <laughs> yeah, my, my team, I don't... I don't hate my team. I mean, I really like my team, but you're not this, as stoked about this yeah, one though, as your other one. I'm not sure what's missing, but something's missing. I think well, it's just my team is very young. I yeah, took let's find out. Josh Jacobs. I had the sixth pick, so I took him at six. Coming back, I took Aaron Jones, then George Kittle in the third, DJ Moore in the fourth, and Calvin Ridley in the fifth. Both receivers going into their third year. David yeah. Montgomery in the sixth, Parker seventh, Jordan Howard in the eighth, and then I got Dak back of the ninth. I that, I think that was an incredible pick. I yeah, was really I was contemplating that pick, but I was also really wanting to see if I can get the Stafford Galladay thing, you know, like just the you know double points and whatnot. Yeah. So I waited. Yeah. But yeah, that's a great pick. That's good freaking value on Dak Prescott, too. Yeah. After Dak, I took Darius Slayton in the 10th, Judy in the 11th, Kirk, Christian Kirk in the 12th, Pittman in the 13th, then Golden Tate and Keyshawn Vaughn. Yeah. So I, I'm kind of with you. I think, I think where your team feels like it's lacking is really high upside wide receivers. Yeah. I think DJ Moore is fine. I don't I th- think DJ Moore could be. I don't think either of my receivers can be like top five. Right. But so what I'm talking about is how young my team is. Josh Jacobs is going into his second year. DJ Moore and Calvin Ridley going into their third year. David Montgomery going into his second year. Yeah. Darius Slayton going into his second year. Jerry Judy's a rookie. Christian Kirk going into his third year. Pittman's a rookie. Then, yeah. Pittman's a rookie. Keyshawn Vaughn's a rookie. rookie. So my team is very young. Yeah. But I mean, there is some upside, but I feel like you're missing. That's that's all I'm saying is I feel like you're really kind of missing. Yeah, I Darius think I, Slayton. I think I am missing something. Darius Slayton could be there though. You know, in the tenth round, I like. I that. mean, I have Dak and Kittle, so I think like my quarterback tight end combo is one of the strongest. Yeah, and I mean, I have three. I don't know. Travis Kelsey and Deshaun Watson's pretty solid. Yeah, that's 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 very close. <laughs> that's pretty solid. Um, and Mahomes and Ertz isn't terrible. But I'm not a I'm not real high on Zach Ertz this year, so I it you know I don't like I said I I'm kind of satisfied with my team, but I do I'm kind of with you though I feel like my team's even missing something, but I feel like and it's almost like depth I don't know if I have the depth I would normally like. Yeah, there was one pick that I was just on my knees praying to God that would get back. Dude, to it me. almost happened though, and it got two picks away. It was DJ Chark in the six. I yeah. think if I could have went DJ Chark, was it row X two? Yeah, freaking great pick. Yeah, I, so I, my <laughs> wide receivers then would have been and everybody else that passed up on him, y'all stupid. Yeah, DJ Moore, Calvin Ridley, and then DJ Chark. I think, I think DJ Chark could have definitely changed the outlook of my team. Tell everybody who went before him. This is stupid. What do you mean? So Terry McLaurin went before DJ yeah. Chark. Darren Waller went there. Keenan Allen went there. DK Metcalf. Yeah. All of those went right before DJ Chark, and I would have taken DJ Chark over oh, every yeah. single one of them. Yeah, I was really. I also. I mean, it was just constant. Like I wanted yeah. AJ Brown, but he went the pick before Calvin Ridley, who I took. Yep. So I mean, it was when you're in the middle like that, you're just always getting your player sniped. Yeah, there was one pick I wanted to give a shout-out to because I was really frustrated, uh, and that's when I ended up having to jump on my tight end. But uh, D. Frederick took Brandon Cook, sniped him right before me, and I had my eyes set right on him. I was so pumped. I was like, dude, I'm going to get freaking Brandon Cooks here. 
and he took him right before me. And so I ended up having to shift gears, take Evan Ingram and Debo. Yeah, it was another sharp draft. Yeah, it was very good. Uh, there was something else. So, oh, I got it. So as we just gave Rose some credit earlier for that DJ Chark snipe, we do have to give him some crap for taking Mark Andrews in the third. Yeah, that was high. That was dumb. Wilson went third I, quarterback again, fifth it, round, a little later this time. Yeah. Gronk went around later this time, but still I, in the seventh round. It's not that I mind having Mark Andrews as the third tight end off the board. No, third it's tight just end off not the board. The third yeah, no, not the third round. No, he should have. He, I mean, he's been going in the fifth. No, sneaky too is Chris Carson, third pick of the second round. I love Chris Carson, but that is early because yeah. that allowed me to get Aaron, Aaron Jones, Jones, Nick Chubb, yeah, that Austin me to get Eckler, all those guys I would have taken over Chris Carson. Not saying that Chris Carson's going to be bad. No, I, just I love think Chris Carson, have, yeah. yeah, they're going to have better seasons. Um, but what did you see, like, some really good value? What's a what's a good value pick? There's one that jumped off at me because I was waiting for him, and I thought I was going to get him, and I didn't. Who was but it? Justin Jefferson in 12, 12-3, I really like that. I'd, it's a late pick, but I was hoping he was going to get back to me, and he didn't. So I was really frustrated there, but I thought that was good. And then even I feel like Preston Williams though not to toot my own horn but in the fourteenth is not bad. No, I like that a lot. No, yeah, I think Higby thirteenth is Higby's pretty a solid. Great yeah, pick. looks like Antonio Gibson was going earlier too. Yeah, he went around earlier. Uh, JT ended noticed. up taking him. Yeah, yeah JT. So not to JT not to smack a, some smack talk yeah. some JT, but uh, he he learned his lesson from. <laughs> From the last, the last draft, he went running back very early. Yeah, he went Clyde Drake and then James Conner, which isn't isn't a bad one two three for no, sure. Clyde and Drake is a great combo. And then we also need to bring up. Uh, what, I don't even understand what I don't even know how to say his name. Do you know how to say the the G Jesus? Yeah, is that is Jesus? that sure? Jesus. Let's just go with that. The Broncos logo, dude. Yeah, Must be a Broncos he fan. Did a little zero rb strategy which yeah when we get to the power rankings i think it worked okay i think long term he's got some long term he's got I some concerns for sure start the season off great yeah michael thomas Devonte adams mike evans not bad tyler lockett in the fifth which is incredible jarvis landry miko hardman i'm not a fan on john brown could be all right but he, yeah, he's, he's got super i mean he's only though. got like two usable running backs, running backs really Took he's super net. weak there Fournette in the fourth and Mark Ingram in the sixth. Yeah, I don't like the Gronk pick. If he would have gone running back, Josh Allen as his quarterback, I think he could start the season on fire. He should have gone running back there instead of Rob Gronkowski. He could have had Jordan Howard there, James White there, Cam Akers there, Antonio Gibson there. All of those, I wouldn't have taken maybe DeAndre Swift, but Tariq Cohen and Adrian Peterson are not going to be super serviceable this year. No, I mean AP's we're. I haven't heard too much more recently about him possibly getting cut, but there was definitely early talks about yeah. it. So who knows? I mean, last year it was just that there was no one there. Yeah. But, I mean, there's people there now. Yeah, we definitely got people there. Uh, what else? I know there was something else we needed to bring up. I don't, we didn't really have any two quarterback issues as much as we no, did last No, I think there time. was only one team that took two quarterbacks. Yeah, but it was one of the teams. That yeah, was Lamar and Matt Lamar Ryan. And Matt the Ryan, same the combo same as combo. last time, yeah. Yeah, MC Wild. That was dumb. Also taking two tight ends, Hayden Hurst and Hunter Henry. Uh, not high on 
Hayden Hurst at all. Yeah, I'm not really high on either of them. And Hunter Henry is amazing, uh, but just has yeah. some injury concerns. And so I think if, if he could stay healthy, he could be awesome. He, I mean, if he could stay healthy, he's definitely a number one tight end. Not the number one tight end, but a number one tight end. No, yeah, I think my favorite value pick is DJ Chark in the sixth. Yeah, it's, I that think is I love a, that. The subject. What did you? We got Chris Herndon that got drafted in this draft too in the twelfth. Well, how do you feel yep. about that? Behind Travis Kelsey early. for some odd nut. It's early, but I I understand why people like Chris Herndon this year. Yeah, lots of lots of upside. And there's still good guys on the board. We have a lot of two tight ends because oh. really no one drafted two quarterbacks. So like. Aaron Rodgers is still available. So Carson crazy. Wentz, yeah. Cam Newton, Daniel Jones, Big Ben. Those are stud quarterbacks. Jared Goff, Ryan Tannehill. I have to say, though, that this draft seemed a lot more... Um, I do want to say fantasy... Like we, we didn't really play with some noobs. Basically, no, yeah, it was we, we felt like people actually knew what they were trying to do and trying to accomplish. And again, we had a ton of fun. There's not one player I don't feel like we didn't have just fun talking with. I mean, every single yeah, owner in this league was forth. just a lot of fun to chat with. So we want to give a shout out to every single one of them for just having fun. And we're going to continue to have fun, I think, with this group. <laughs> yeah. So maybe if the east side wants to step it up a little bit, because west side is definitely <laughs> going to have a blast this year. So you want to get to our power rankings? Yeah, so let's get into the power rankings. So you want to do east side first or west side first? Uh, we'll do east side since east side. we did la- last week. But, All right. I mean, these are very preliminary. We're taking our two teams out of it just yeah, cause I, because I, we would be yeah. one too. But, um, so, yeah, I mean, <laughs> hopefully these will be updated every week once the season starts. But these are preliminary. I'm really just looking at, like, your starting lineup pretty much right now. Are we going to – did we pick winners? Forgot. Did we pick who we think could win outside of us two? No. Okay. I, yeah, I just had power rankings. Okay. Well, I guess whoever goes in one. All right, start with 10. Oh, you want to go? Eight. I want to go reverse order. Okay. I want to go worst team first. So, worst team, I think it's drop dead, Dad. Mm. Sorry, Sorry, buddy. Bud. Yep. I think Josh Jacobs and Julio are great, but... You have running back concerns, and your wide receivers are not very deep. I like Dak. Hayden Hurst isn't great, but... Lots of people are high on Hayden Hurst for some reason. Guys, he's not Austin Hooper. So who do you have seventh? Drop dead, Dad? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, no, I yeah, I have him as as the worst one. Sixth, I have Tecresman. And this is the guy who started Christian McCaffrey, Aaron Jones, DeAndre Hopkins, but... I don't want to keep beating up on this guy, but Russell Wilson, then Gronk, drafted Aaron Rodgers and Carson Wentz. I mean, he's close to being just as bad as the other team, though. Yeah. You know what sucks, though? I'm going to be honest. This is just me throwing it out there because I feel like there's teams like that, though, that somehow just win. Oh, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) That's what I'm saying. These are very preliminary. Anything. I just don't get it. Anything can happen. Like, this is a, it's a bad team. It's, it's not, a really bad team. It doesn't look good. It's like the, all the, the old, board. all the old guys that we play in another league, and they always yeah, seem they, to win. And yeah, they have it, the worst teams. They don't do ever. any waiver moves. It's just yeah, it's crazy. Like it's so dumb. So fifth, I'm going S M Kramer. 
Yep. And he went Lamar in the second, but I ended up really thinking his team was evenly balanced. He ended up with Mark Andrews also, but he's got Alvin Kamara, Mike Evans, David Johnson, Allen Robinson, DK Metcalf, Jarvis Landry. I don't think that's a terrible team. It's not. Yeah, it's still it's a step up from where where we've been. Okay, so fourth, I got the big hurt. Oh, all right. I mean, he took Patrick Mahomes in the second, too, so maybe early quarterback isn't such a bad idea. But he's got Derrick Henry, Chris Carson, two of the guys that are going to get the football, some of the most in the league. Then A.J. Brown, Juju, I like. Mark Ingram, got Darren Waller, Stephon Diggs, Will Fuller. So a pretty decently deep team with a high-end quarterback and a pretty high-end tight end. Ruined it by taking Jared Goff late for some unknown reason. Sonny Michelle might not even play this year. Who knows? So third, I got don't push this button. He drafted second, took Saquon, then Tyreek Hill, Chris Godwin, Melvin Gordon, Leonard Fournette, Zachary Deshaun Watson, Tyler Boyd, Julian Edelman. I think the Saquon, Tyreek Hill, and Chris Godwin that's very good. trio is very high. Yeah, that's very good. Melvin Gordon, not a fan of. Leonard Fournette's not bad in the yep. fifth. But then his bench is a little weak. So second, I got Sparklight. I was a big I was a big fan of his team. He took a lot of the players I was looking at. He took Joe Mixon, Devontae Adams, George Kittle, Le'Veon Bell, Jonathan Taylor, Raheem Mostert. Don't really like the AJ Green pick. He's got yeah. Drew Brees. It's not a bad pick if he plays. It's just is he gonna yeah. play? Debo though is not bad in the ninth. No. James White, better pick than than um Sony Michelle, uh, he got yeah. him late in the tenth. That's good. Jalen Rager, rookie wide receiver, upside shot. Yeah, and then so besides us, I think the best team is Super Steve, Kenyon Drake, Miles Sanders, James Conner, DJ Moore, T.Y. Hilton, Marquise Brown, Michael Gallup, Matthew Stafford, Mike Gesicki. I think it is a very well balanced with high end on the team. Yeah, not to mention he took Preston Williams in the fifteenth as well, which I'm yep. I'm a I'm a big fan. And of this, this year. dude loaded up on like all the handcuffs you could think of: Cream Hunt, Latavius Murray, Tony Pollard, Alexander Madison. But is that going to come back to bite him though? I think, I think it could. It definitely. could. It definitely could. I mean, you could see that his bench is is very weak as there's not a lot of starters. Yep. There's some benches that still have starters, you know, and and his it's he just doesn't have a lot of starters. You're almost having you have four bench spots that are waiting. I think Kareem Hunt will he'll get playable he'll get some weeks, but yeah, Latavius Murray, Tony Pollard, and Alexander Madison—they're all they got. Someone has to get hurt for them. Yeah, to play. I had talked about entertaining the idea of taking you like one of the tried to get one of these guys in my drafts, but three is a lot. Yeah, three is a, a lot. So, so that is the East preseason power rankings. Yeah, let's I like get it. to the West. Yeah, East side was not bad. Jumping into the West side. Want to do it again? Seven down to one? I like yep. that. Makes yep, it more fun. Bad. So, worst team. And again, guys, I'm not saying that you're going to be the worst team. Yeah, these We're are just very saying preliminary. Preliminary. Yeah, just preliminary team. Not so great. It's more how the draft board looks. Yeah. Sorry, Tyler, but that's you. All right. So, jumping out, you had Alvin Kamara, Julio Jones. It's a great setup. Yeah, awesome. Patrick too. Mahomes at three. It's not bad. It's where he's going. I've just never been a fan of early quarterbacks. But Cooper Cup, Zach Ertz, Ronald Jones, Marlon Mack. Outside that Alvin Kamara, Julio, Cooper Cup, it's pretty rough. It's pretty rough. Ronald, Ronald Jones, Jones is going to get Mack, work. Marlon JK. Mack, 
Marlon Mack, that's early for Marlon Mack. Yeah. J.K. Dobbins have to work on an injury. Zach Moss needs an injury. Manuel Sanders is going to be okay. Jalen Rager is not bad. Alan Lazard, I don't know. He's going to be the number two, but as yeah, I mean, I have is a the number two even worth team, it? And I plan on. And then Curtis I mean, Samuel, I'm surprised. I I like him more than Robbie Anderson. I do. Okay, cool. I'm just uh, I was a little surprised, and then I don't know what the thought process, but taking Edo Smith. Yeah, so. <laughs> I, I, yeah, I gave him. A I little, feel I feel like if Edo Smith is going to have any playing time, it's going to be no. Yeah, I, I tried. It's the, not going to be good. Like even if Brian it is. Hill back up yeah. once Freeman went down last year in Atlanta, and it was terrible. Yeah, I just don't get the. Yeah, there's no backup, and there's not a starter in Atlanta. <laughs> no, no. Um, so jumping down to our second worst team that we felt like, which is Row X two. So. Again, not not too bad of a start. Most people's starts were fine. Uh, it's Derrick not, Henry, Chris Carson, yeah. that's great. I love that. The Mark Andrews pick kills early. it. It's it early. just kills it for that. You could have got him in the fifth. You know, I don't. Maybe you could. You still could have got somebody that's going to be just as good as Mark Andrews later. Yeah, he. I mean, he ended up getting two pretty good wide receivers. Yeah, Mari Mark Cooper, Cooper and DJ, DJ Chark, but he took Wilson in between them. Yep, a little high, and then besides that. He's got Will Fuller, who may be, but it's a lot of very serious questions. He hasn't marks. played a full season since he's been in the league. No. Justin Jefferson's a rookie. Anthony Miller has not been super relevant. He's had games, but yeah, he's not he's, been he's not consistent he's over go, a full yeah, season. He's going into his third year, but he's got to stay healthy. And then Damian Harris, Tony Pollard, you know, Philip Lindsay, James White. James White's not bad, but Philip Lindsay's a backup. Damon Harris, maybe, but I don't see yep. him playing over James White. I don't, yeah, I don't think that was a bad pick, but when you look at the rest of the team, there's nothing. The, yeah. I'm worried that he might not even have a starting lineup. <laughs> yeah, because yeah, that we're playing two flexes. Yeah, that's mainly what I'm looking at. So you need six between running backs and wide receivers. You need to start six. So he's got Derrick Henry, Chris Carson, Amari Cooper, DJ Chark, and then he's probably thrown in like DeAndre Swift or James White and Will Fuller. Yeah, and I mean that's not a lot of confidence. that's not a lot of confidence there. So he's gonna need to make some some wire moves. He's probably gonna have to make some trades. Uh, and we're he, yeah, he's got some he got some work to do. But he was a lot of fun to chat with. I really yep. enjoy chatting with him. Uh, so next on our list, we've got was it who's your who's your boyer? Yep, <laughs> I get it now. And his first three picks were really good. I think Joe Top Mixon, line, Miles Sanders, Le'Veon Bell. Then Adam Thielen. I'm not upset about that. I, no. Adam Thielen, Keenan Allen. Keenan Allen's on our bus list, but in the fifth, not bad. No, yeah, I don't mind the pick here. But then the Darren Waller pick. I just don't get – I mean, don't get me wrong. Darren Waller's going to be fine. But yeah, I don't hate it. It's just early. Yeah. It's early for me. He could have had DJ Chark there. He could have had DJ Chark there, and that would have really or solidified yeah. his wide receiver game because he's I got like, – I like the Marquise Brown pick. Yeah, but then Marvin Jones isn't terrible. No, but Sammy yeah, Watkins. Terrible. But that's it. He's got what two, three? He's got five wide receivers. When you have two flexes, and only really two of them have D, like Thielen's going to be great, and Brown maybe could be, but it's hit and miss. Yeah, but when you have two flexes, you've got to start six people, and it's either going to be three and three or four and twos. You know, so there's there's going to be weird splits, but. I did like the Breeze pick back of the ninth. That wasn't bad. He yeah. won a couple picks. I think he, he could have got more depth if he would have waited on tight end. Yep. And I mean Duke Johnson's. I would have really definitely done something. 
But then he Austin Hooper in the 15th. I mean, instead Come of Keenan Allen and Darren Waller, he could have had DJ Chark and Terry McLaurin. Yeah. And we wouldn't even be having – he would have no. definitely jumped in our rankings. Yep. Because he's got Cam Akers down in the eighth. Chase Edmonds could be a really serviceable backup. Yeah, he's got a pretty up. good four running back rotation. Yeah, I love his running backs. It's just his wide receivers are very thin. Jumping next, Warren Sapp. That's right. We've got the legend in our league. Number one pick. Number one pick. And obviously Christian McCaffrey, Christian McCaffrey, Austin Eckler, great. Chris Godwin, Juju, I'm not even – that's great. No. Yep. Melvin Gordon in the fifth, not terrible, but I'm not He's probably going to have to start him, though. He's going to have to. I don't to. know if you're going to play A.J. Green week one. He's got Stephon Dix, so I think that's a pretty decent starting six. Christian yeah. McCaffrey, Eckler, Godwin, Juju, Melvin Gordon, and Stephon Dix. And he's got Jared Cook as his tight end in the which 10th bad. and his, yep. took his quarterback in the 12th, yeah, which is Tom really, Brady. And that's fine because he's got Chris Godwin. Yeah. That's a, yeah, uh, that's, okay, yeah, that's not terrible. That's fantastic. It's just kind of, you know, the Matt Breida pick in Miami. Yeah, but besides those picks that we mentioned, it's not really great. His depth. Tevin Coleman, Tevin Coleman. Matt Breida, Sony Michelle. The Sterling Shepard pick, I didn't mind. I was looking at him that late. Mm-hmm. And Larry could be, you know, Larry gets peppered a lot, but yeah. I just don't know this yeah. year with DeAndre Hopkins yeah, there if like he's going to have the same relevancy. And Julian Edelman in the ninth isn't going to be terrible. Yeah, I don't, I don't, yeah, Edelman, I think, could be. It's just depth decent, for him. Yeah. It's just depth. So third team, which we also had a lot of fun talking with this dude as well, which is MC Wild. Yep. So MC started off pretty hot again. Dalvin Cook, I love that. I took Dalvin Cook in the other league. Tyreek Hill, he's on my bus list, but not at 2-6. He's on my bus list when he's going in the freaking first round. Yep. So at 2-6, I'm not as crazy he about it. He did go ahead of Julio, which I don't like. I don't like but... him going ahead of Julio, and I really don't like him going ahead of DeAndre Hopkins either. But... It's still not as bad at the 2-6 mark. Third round, he took Lamar. He had the fifth pick, so that was one pick before me. So who would you rather take in the third round, Lamar or George Kittle? Because I think I was considering if Lamar got to me taking him, and it was more just whoever fell. But I I think I would rather go the supreme tight end than the supreme quarterback. Yeah, I think because Lamar is going to have a regression this year. He's not going to be where he was Yeah, because, I mean, I ended up with Dak in the ninth. And they George. could have similar seasons. Yeah, very. I mean, and Dak Prescott was incredible last year. He was one, the number two, two three, or number four, three quarterback. Six, six, almost seven rounds different. Six rounds different. Yeah, and I got George Kittle, and he got Hayden Hurst. Yeah, and there's no comparison there. Hayden Hurst isn't even going to be close to what George Kittle can no. do. So, again, just kind of a testament to early quarterbacks. I'm not saying Lamar Jackson's no, bad in the third I, round. Yeah, I, I think I think third round, for I, I've said that multiple times. I would But the shaping of the rest there. of the team. You know, Todd Gurley in the fourth uh, that's his second running back. He's like got to play him week to week. Yeah, he, yeah he's going to have to play him week because one. Because Kareem Hunt is his <laughs> third running but back. But his other wide receivers, so he's got Tyreek Hill, A.J. AJ Brown, T.Y. Hilton, Gallup, Tyler, Tyler Boyd. Boyd. I think those are all serviceable. Yeah, so he's going to have to do wide receiver flexes. And Tyreek Hill and A.J. Brown, that is an incredible up like a weekly. <laughs> yeah, that's fantastic. Both those players could score almost 40 points a I, week he's just, together. It's I just mean, really themselves. weak on his running backs. Kareem yep. Hunt's not going to be I mean, Lamar massive. does kind of help that a little bit just because how much he rushes, but... Yeah, if this was an actual football team, but not in fantasy. Well, you still get the rushing points. True, but I'm just saying it's not going to take over and make his running backs any better. But he's going to need to make some moves to maybe, maybe try to find a running back to help solidify. He also took two tight ends. Not a fan of that. And then, of well, course, took take a curse. You might want to take a second. And <laughs> as much as I love talking with this dude, he's going to get busted. 
do not take a backup quarterback for freaking Lamar Jackson. No. Just that's the It is weird, though, both leagues. That it happened. Yeah, the guy who took Lamar also drafted Matt Ryan. That's I weird. mean, you, you know, some people are saying that the thought process is if Lamar gets hurt, I just don't see it happening. Yeah. If he does, yeah, that's great. But there's still going to be how many waiver wiver pickups that you could have picked up. It doesn't matter. Yeah, like I mentioned earlier, Aaron yeah. Rodgers. Ben Roethlisberger is still out there. Yeah, Cam Newton. Carson Wentz is still out there. Yeah. You had people. You didn't need to take them, especially in the 14th. You just wasted a pick. So... Number two. Second best. All right, D. Frederick is what I'm liking. And the one-two combo of Zeke and Chubb, I mean, those are two of the three guys who are going to get the most. His consideration for one of the for one of the top teams, though, was pretty legit. Yep. Uh, you know, I do like the Zeke Chubb, and then I love the Allen Robinson, yeah, you, Robert Woods. Yeah, you even. did a very similar thing to this. Yeah. You did Dalvin Cook, Chubb, Travis Kelsey yep. in the other league. Yep, and I still had Robert Woods. Yep. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So yeah. he drafted very similar to how I drafted yeah. in, in, a, in the East League. He added Allen Robinson, Deshaun Watson, who I don't really hate here, but just looking across the board, I'd rather have <laughs> Kyler, who went later, Dak, who went much later, Breeze, who went much later. Yeah, I'm really worried about Deshaun. But <laughs> the thing is, is where he helped himself, because I always liked the stack. He grabbed Brandon Cooks, which still bugged me because I wanted Brandon Cooks. Yep. So he got the stack there, which, is, which isn't which is bad. I don't like his running back depth. You no. know, Devin Singletary, Alexander Madison. It's not... It's I don't understand why people take Alexander Madison if you don't aren't the Dalvin Cook owner. Unless you're just going to try and trade him. But I don't see the point. Because he's not even worth it unless Dalvin Cook gets hurt. Well, yeah, I mean... It, it's just not worth it to me. And then Chris Harnan pick, I actually really like in the 12th. But you have Travis Kelsey. You're never going to play him unless you're going to play two tight ends and your flex. Yeah, and but then, he grabbed Deshaun Jackson, like we said, Brandon Cooks, Deontay Johnson. So he's probably going to end up starting week one, Brandon Cooks and Deshaun Jackson with Robert Woods, Allen Robinson, Nick Chubb, and Zeke. And then he's got Kelsey and Watson. I think that and he is still has a, Deontay Johnson, but he still needs to he needs to prove it. Yeah, I don't, I don't think you could put him in your week one lineup. No, nah, he's got to prove it. So, to our number one team, which during the draft was very concerning, but uh, I don't even... How do you how are you going to say it again? Jesus. Yeah, we're going to need to get him on here and be like, dude, you, you should change your name. Um, or at least teach us how to say it. <laughs> so, he went zero RB. for the first, He didn't draft a running back until the fourth round. He, so, some people call zero RB, like you don't draft a running back until the second half of your draft. Well, that's it's just, like yeah, it's a little variation. He went zero people, RB to the fourth. I like Leonard Fournette in the fourth. I like Mark Ingram. Yeah, there. I think the, I mean his starting lineup is lights out. It really is. Michael yeah. Thomas, Devontae Adams, Mike Evans, Tyler Lockett, Leonard your, Fournette, Mark Ingram. That's your that's your starting. And then even he's then got he's got Josh, Josh Allen. Allen yeah. who's, I don't really could like be a breakout, Gronk, but he's also got Noah Fant. I mean, I'd probably drop both of them and pick up like Mike Gusecki or something who's on the waiver it, wire. Oh, he went undrafted. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, I mean, like TJ Hawkinson, Jonu Smith, there are a lot of good tight ends on our waiver wire. Yeah, the only thing that concerns me with his team is he's a little weak at running yeah, back. Very the AP weak at and Tariq Cohen's not good. He needs to make a move to get, to, yep. to get a running back. But I think he's going to come out strong. Yeah, could be, could be pretty solid. So we'll just have to kind of wait and see. And those are the power rankings for both leagues. Yeah, not too bad, guys. All right, so now let's go ahead and jump in. To James's really cool running back. What do you what are you calling it? Uh, just a deep dive. So just a deep dive. So he he did a running back deep dive of the last few years of a lot of the top running backs, and we're just gonna kind of go through and see how 
they've done. And yeah, I, it's to it's to look at this class to try and trying to evaluate, gauge and yeah, uh, yeah expe- evaluate expectations. Yeah. So between 2016 and 2019, there were 27 running backs drafted in the first three rounds of those drafts. Okay. So quite a decent sample size. So let's start it off. I didn't really look at Clyde because Clyde, he's in the Saquon, Josh Jacobs class. Yeah. There's nothing in his way. Yeah, yeah. The, we're, we're really looking at more people that had to kind of fight maybe for a spot or yeah. something like that. Yeah, so let's start it with Jonathan Taylor. Okay. And looking at it, so out of the 2018 class, I think Sony Michelle and Nick Chubb are pretty good comps. Both went into situations where there was a starter already on the team. Yep. Sony Michelle, James White, who at best you're going to be splitting time because James yep. White will always be on the field. And Nick Chubb came into a situation with Carlos Hyde, who the team had just um, brought in that year. And Hyde took a while to, it took like half the season until, I mean, until Chubb took completely over. He finished that year as the 16th running back but it was a long wait yep but he finished strong yeah sony <laughs> michelle ended the year at like his rank was 28th mm-hmm. and his he he also heated up towards the end and he was just in a committee the and he time. was drafted first yeah which surprised some yeah people. he was so the another good comp i think for jonathan taylor is from the 2016 class derrick henry mm-hmm Derrick Henry was drafted pretty much almost the same capital. There are a couple picks different in their drafts. But Derrick Henry was coming into a situ- similar situation where he was behind DeMarco Murray. Oh, uh, yeah. And they um, traded for that offseason. And Derrick Henry did nothing mm-hmm. his rookie season. He ended up being ranked 43rd. I mean, his, he was seeing like 27% of snaps. It was not a lot. Mm-hmm. So... I think those are some good scenarios and some bad scenarios for yeah, Jonathan Taylor. Because even DeMarco Murray wasn't, wasn't he was capable. Yeah, but he, he wasn't was, like his first year in Tennessee was pretty good. His second yeah. year was pretty bad. But yeah, yeah Derrick Henry took a while to get to yeah. where he is now. Yeah, years. And Derrick Henry, I mean, was coming out of college similar to Jonathan Taylor, just yeah, like one very of those, high out of yeah. Alabama, just a big, powerful running back that can just bowl over people. Yeah, so let's get into J.K. next, which I think Jonathan Taylor and J.K., a lot of the comps are the same. I, I think Sony Michelle, Nick Chubb, and Derrick Henry are also good comps. But for J.K., I threw in Alvin Kamara. Because yeah. I think the Mar- I think well, that's obviously a good one. Mark Ingram's a good parallel there. They're both well, it's being it's drafted on a team with Mark Ingram. Yep. Similar great rushing offenses. The Alvin Kamara was drafted a little later. But Alvin Kamara... The thing that made him so relevant was red zone work. He got the touchdowns, and he saw 100 targets his rookie year. Yeah, it's the targets, man. I mean, even if J.K. gets all the receiving in Baltimore, he's not getting 100 targets. I mean, it's... I think the possibility could be there because I also don't see that... The wide receivers out there... I mean, you got Mark Andrews, you got Marquise Brown, Yeah, it's but just not a high passing it's volume. Just not a, there's still going to be passing work, but it's not going to be 100 no, targets. No, I mean... I think a good scenario is he sees 50 targets this year. I think that's... I'd, I would hope I think for more, be, but yeah, I'm, think, I'm a big think, fan of J.K. Dobbins, Yeah, I think obviously. that'd be... Well, Ingram's also a good pass-catching yeah. running back. It's He's underestimated in his passing game. Yeah, um, 
Alvin Kamara, I mean, he only saw like 45% of the snaps. Ingram was like 55. So I think that could be a very similar split. Yeah, that'd be a good split. I mean, Kamara ended at rank third overall, but he only saw 120 rushing attempts. He had 13 total touchdowns, 100 targets, 81 receptions. He had more receiving yards than rushing yards. So, I mean, a very different situation, I think, than J.K. Yeah. I yeah I, I definitely agree. He went I mean, to a team a, with There's Drew a lot of parallels, but I think they're different players. Mm-hmm. So I don't think I mean I don't think you can expect a number three overall ranking. What Alvin Kamara did his rookie year was insane. Yeah, and he hasn't done it since. So Cam Akers will go to next because I'm really only looking at the guys you're drafting. So yep. Cam will be next, mm-hmm. and Cam was the fourth. He was taken before J.K. in the path in this past draft just mm-hmm. by a couple picks, but he was. So I think good comps for Cam Akers out of the 2019 class was David Montgomery and Devin Singletary. I have a lot of comps for Cam because Cam's coming into a situation we see a lot. Yeah. A running back group that there's no one special there and someone can clearly take it over Mm -hmm. and be the workhorse. Mm -hmm. David Montgomery had that similar situation last year. He was fighting with Mike Davis and Tariq Cohen. Yeah, but I think one difference though is Tariq. There's no. I don't even feel like there's a Tariq Cohen on the Rams no, team not either. Really, you know, no. so like at least Tariq Cohen would take a lot of passing yep. work away. But yeah, but I, I like that David Montgomery. Yeah, and they're very similar builds. Yeah, Montgomery finished 25th overall last year, and he could have been. That a was lot relatively. Than that. Yeah, yeah that was relatively disappointing. I don't blame him. He saw like six, almost 60 percent of the snaps, like 75 percent of the rushing attempts. Mm-hmm. But he came in. And the job was pretty much his. Yep. I think also from the 2019 class, I think Devin Singletary. He came in. Frank Gore was the only real mm-hmm. running back in that group. And Singletary, he didn't play as many games as the other guys, but he still ended up finishing at 31st overall. His snaps were actually higher than I really remember. He saw like 68% of the snaps when he was on the field. Yeah. 56% of the rushing attempts. He just didn't see any goal line. Yeah, a lot of goal lines. He only had four total touchdowns. His, I mean, very efficient. So that's kind of like, I don't I don't want to say bad case scenario, but yeah, that's, Devin Singletary could have definitely had a much better season last year. That's my that's my only fear with Cam is I think he'll, I think he'll, he should be able to play a full 16 games, but the same concern with goal line work because they, you know, Les Snead already came out and said they want to do a committee. Yeah. You know, I'm not really that worried about Daryl Henderson. No, but is the goal like you know? Is there going to be goal line work that's going to get taken away? Yeah, and that you know, and that's where my my kind of my fear is if they do run some sort of weird LA. Yes. <laughs> you know, I mean, let's be honest they they run some crazy stuff out there. Yeah, so out of the 2018 class, good comps I think for Cam would be Carry On and Rashad Penny. Yeah, well, so we'll start with Rashad Penny. I mean. It, he was just immediately overtaken by someone no one really saw coming. Everyone thought Penny, it was going to be his job. Well, they drafted him first round. He's the guy, yeah. And then Chris Carson, a really late... Shocked the world. Yeah, came in and just overtook him. I mean, that. I don't think it's going to happen with Cam. I don't really think there's anyone on that roster. Malcolm Brown, we know what he is. Carson, yeah. at that point, we didn't know what he was. True. But carry on, I think, is a pretty good cop. He came in, and there was LeGarrette Blunt and Theo Riddick. So, I mean, he pretty much immediately took down the first and second down work. Mm-hmm. Didn't see a ton of receiving. He ended up finishing at rank 34, but he only played 10 games. Right. Could have been better if he was healthy. No, yeah. I mean, his yards per carry were like five and a half. 
He only had four touchdowns, but I think that's a I think that's probably my favorite comp for Cam. Yeah, that would be a good one too. And even if it's again, a lot of this is health. Yeah. But if 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 you can stay healthy, I think Cam could have a really good season. Yeah, and at a 2017, I also like Dalvin Cook as a comp. Well, same school. Yeah, very yeah, and similar players. I think Cook runs a little, a little more furiously, but we'll have to kind of wait and see. But yeah, yeah. I mean, Cook only played four games his rookie year, but he came into a situation with Latavius Murray, who they just brought in, paid him, and then McKinnon. But yeah, Cook. I mean, he came in and he saw 64 percentage of the snaps in those four games. Had almost he had over 350 rushing yards in those four games. Saw a little bit of receiving work. So yeah. if it would have continued that rookie season, he could have finished. He could have been very good. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I like that. So DeAndre Swift. Ooh, that's your boy. Yep, he was the second running back taken in this class, and he is probably my least favorite out of the highly drafted rookie running backs this year for redraft. Because of situation? Because yeah. I thought oh, he was yeah. your number oh, yeah. one ranked I mean, going talent in. Talent-wise, yeah, I love yeah. Swift. It's yeah. all the situation. Just making sure we're clarifying that. Yeah, so I think a decent comp for him is from 2019, Miles Sanders. I think they're similar player, like play style. You can draw mm-hmm. similarities to them. Mm-hmm. And Miles Sanders, I mean, he ended up finishing at rank 15th. But if Jordan Howard never goes down, I really, really question. If he would have been there. Yeah. yeah. Because I think I think Carrion is better than Jordan Howard was, mm-hmm. but Carrion can catch. Yeah. <laughs> Miles Sanders was he yeah, he just wasn't getting on the field a lot. He wasn't getting on the field before that injury. No, exactly. And Philly is kind of known for always kind of running a running committee. well, I wasn't gonna say running a committee. I was going to say they really kind of have – they have a committee, but they always run one guy, I felt like. Like Jordan Howard was taking almost all the snaps. Well, it was still pretty – he was taking most of the rushing attempts. Yeah, like all of the rushing attempts were going to Jordan Howard. They yeah, weren't rushing – I mean, Miles Sanders played 16 games last year and only saw 179 rushing attempts. Yeah, I mean, and that's after the injury too. Yep. So I think – I mean – Carrion is an injury risk, though, so that he is, is an injury. Risk. He's never played happen. a full season. Another one for DeAndre Swift. I like Alvin Kamara. I think Mark Ingram and Carrion Johnson are very similar talent levels at the time. Mm-hmm. The running backs were coming into the class, mm-hmm. like we talked about with J.K. Alvin Kamara was drafted a little later, but it's just the offense difference that the Saints' offense is year in year out one of the best running back offenses, yeah. and the Lions are always one of the worst. Yeah, it's and you tell me, is it because they like to, you know, Matthew Stafford's always a passer first? Like is it is it just the mentality of the quarterback or I the team? I think it's or? more what the team wants to do. I think sometimes they say they want to run the ball, but then like Because Matt Pat- Matt Patricia is he's a defensive guy, so you yeah. would think he would run the ball more. Yeah. And but like yeah, like I had care I've had carry on a lot the past two years and it just it you like traded him this year, though. Yeah, right? I did. Yeah. yeah. Okay. I seem like it seemed like he was never getting enough rushing work or passing work at the same time. So it's all you always wanted more of the other. Yeah. It was never. You always wanted. Both you together. wanted. You really want high of one thing, and it's you know, and I don't really feel like he was. He never had a complete game. No. Where he was able to get enough of each to make it relevant. It yep. was either he got a bunch of targets this game and no rushing yards. Or he got a lot of rushing attempts, 
and no passing work, and it just never amounted to a full game of points. Yeah. I think another good comp for DeAndre Swift is Derrick Henry from 2016 again. Mm-hmm. It's, I mean, they're very different player styles. They're like polar opposites almost, but it's the situation that they're coming into with a great veteran in front of them. Yeah, it's a situational comp. So, yeah, I mean, we've Not seen a player comp. if players go down or you're an incredible offense, you can make that number two running back work. But if it's... Well, and that's the fear, though. Do you think even if on Johnson goes down, do you think DeAndre Swift is even going to be super relevant? Because, again, his talent super is super relevant, but I think he'd be top 20. And just so you guys know, when we were watching the draft, because we watched it together via, yep. via Skype, but we watched it together. I wanted him on the Chiefs. I wanted him. Oh, I, we looked at the Chiefs, and then when Clyde Miami, went to the Chiefs, yep. we wanted him to go to Miami. And Miami just never pulled the trigger. Now, I do think Miami had a great rest of the draft. They yeah, did fine. They did a good draft. But that would have been a great fit because you're coming in with Jordan Howard and basically his, he would have been able to take over. Now with him in Detroit, it's never been a heavy running back team since Barry Sanders. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, I mean, I mean like, we're I talking. Think, I think Reggie Bush had like a decent. He had a couple season of decent seasons, but, back, it, but it's still it like mostly like theoretic for those few years. Like you'd get a couple passes. A yeah. Game. I mean, they had Zach Zenner for a, a little yeah. bit and like <laughs> Blunt. Yeah. LeGarrette Blunt for goal line stuff. All his his only job was to run two yards into the end zone. Yep. <laughs> that was it. Amir Abdullah was there. Never. I mean, again, these guys just didn't get to produce there. Because they're a passing team. Yep. So that's that's tough. So the last running back I looked at this year for this year is Antonio Gibson. He was the seventh running back taken off the board this year, and I think a good comp for him is from 2019, Devin Singletary. Mm. I think they're similar. Playing styles, elusive, good pass catching. Mm-hmm. But the one difference is Singletary was dealing with Gore. And now, actually, it's I do think it's similar because I mean Adrian Peterson and Frank Gore are pretty much the same thing now. Well, I, I mean because of because of age, you know Adrian Peterson's getting up there, but I do think Frank Gore's play style is a lot different than AP's. Yeah. Oh yeah. But I, as far as the situation goes, Antonio Gibson, especially with the cut of Darius guys. Yep. Antonio Gibson, and that has a little bit more of a path. Who my next comp is from 2017 cream hunt who i think is the best comp for antonio gibson yeah it wasn't because the starter got cut it was because the starter got hurt yeah and there was a huge vacancy on the team i mean the offense isn't nearly as productive as the chiefs but you see you could see him getting a ton of being the starter getting first second third down work like kareem hunt did they're not going to score as much but he could still be very very relevant yeah well, it's going to be interesting because I mean, Antonio Gibson could be a steal of this this year's yep. draft for sure. I mean, he has the most questions around him, but I yeah, he he does have a very the high potential ceiling. is the potential is very, is there. Yeah, so I mean, doing this, it definitely I feel a little better about Jonathan Taylor and J.K. Dobbins. I think their ADPs are okay. I still like Cam a lot. I still think Cam's my favorite besides Clyde. Yep. And then it's I'm I'm just still out on DeAndre Swift though. Yeah, it's just really disappointing, especially in redraft. And redraft, yeah. Oh, yeah. DeAndre Swift this is, is not yeah, going to be. Yeah, this is completely and different he's in going, Dynasty. Yeah, and he's going just so high. Yep. Um, seven, seventh round, back in seven. 
And then Kerryon Johnson's usually going somewhere in the 10, early 10, late 10, around, you know, somewhere around there. Yeah. So it is just, I feel like that's a, almost a waste of a pick because you're picking a possibility of who's going to be the starter. Well, you're also picking or guessing who's starting, but you're also trying to guess on a team that's not notorious for running the ball. No. So you're, you're almost kind of like wasting it no matter which one you yep. go with. I would rather take Kerryon Johnson, and if I miss in the 10th, no big deal, yep. than missing DeAndre Swift in the 7th, where I could have gotten probably another running back or a very capable wide receiver. Yep. So it's tough. It's tough. Yeah, he's not. He's on my do not draft list unless, he's, yep. unless he falls a couple Same. rounds. So and it, again, it's not because of the talent. It's just all situation. Even then, if he fell, I just think I think he's just gonna sit on your bench. I'll take forever. a shot though. I'll take a shot if he falls a couple of rounds. I just, I just hate those guys that like you're just always waiting for. You're always mm-hmm. waiting for, and they just end up. Well, wait a few weeks bench. and see what happens. And so you I'd rather can, avoid it because again, one tough thing this year, guys, is we're not gonna have a preseason, so yeah. you're not gonna see utilization. No. Which kind of jumps into our next segment. Oh, did we have anybody else? No. No, I thought that was your last one. Which kind of jumps into our next segment. We wanted to kind of go over some draft tips and draft strategies for this year. And, you know, this year is definitely a lot different than years past. So we wanted to be able to kind of help because we should be drafting either this week coming up or the following week. Yep. There's not a lot of time left. We're never a proponent of the uh, the week one drafts. Yeah, I don't. I don't understand why people try to do that. It's just a you lose a it week. Feels like you're cheating. Yeah, yeah. It, yeah. <laughs> oh, let's just wait a week and see who who hits really well. Yeah. And let's just draft those guys. So I'm I'm never a fan of those late drafts. So you should be drafting this week or next week. So we're gonna drop into some draft tips. What do we got first? I think for me the number one tip is mock draft. Oh, 100 percent. If you can mock draft at the draft position at draft position you're going to get yeah. in the draft. So there's a lot of leagues that will give you your draft position before the draft. So that way you can mock. So yeah. if you're drafting in the fifth, uh, in the fifth spot, draft in the fifth spot. Yep. Don't go drafting other places. We play in another league where we don't find out until, until the, the, dra- the draft yep. day. So if you're in one of those leagues, what I would say it was just try out a few. I mean, try a few spots. I mean, I usually like do like one mock draft a day anyway, so yeah. I end up going through every position. But if you're not doing that many, I would try and hit like one, five, ten. So I usually draft in, it out. Yeah, so I usually draft in three different positions. If I'm if I don't know, and I draft in the three, the five, and the seven. No, yeah, three, the, the five, and the eight. Yeah, that's similar. And so the reason I do that is because you got your first three. You're in your last three, and then you got a middle. Mm-hmm. And just try to figure out who, and you don't have to do everyone, So, but you can get accustomed to who's going around your pick. Yep. So you're really kind of drafting in three spots if you're drafting any, any of those. Um, so that's my recommendation if you don't know. So what's your first tip? So my big tip is figure out a draft strategy before your draft. So when you're mocking... Yeah, I think that dovetails yeah. nicely with mock drafting. Yeah, when you're mocking, again, when you're when you're looking at who's going around, kind of figure out, okay, do we have a lot of running backs going early? Yeah. Do we have a lot of wide receivers going early? And who's tr- falling? And try like... Uh, try different like, ones. Yeah, like a heavy Zero RB. Yeah. Heavy RBs. Like y- try yeah. and, if you can, get a tight end early or quarterback early. And see how that messes up. Yep. Now, again, we're not proponents of early quarterbacks because... If you look at a lot of the strategies, but no, like Kit, like I just did yeah, Kittle, Kittle in the third, like yeah, I mean yeah. That, it, that that could work out, yeah, and but it, it also it, it my team looks different, yeah. So I always try to come up with some sort of game plan ahead of time. Now 
come up with an option just in case, like in a, in a league that we do, it's always very strange. Someone takes a quarterback, yeah. seems like in the first freaking round or, or whatever, something off the wall happens. So you have to be able to adjust on the fly. But try and come up with a draft strategy if you're going to do a zero RB, heavy RBs. And running backs are always what you want to look at to me because I feel like it's the hardest position to always gauge. Yeah, I think you have to at least get some running backs early. But Yeah. All right, what do you got next? I think this one's for in-draft. And it's watch other teams' roster constructions and try to anticipate picks that are coming. Yes. If the next five people in front of you don't have a quarterback or they have a quarterback, say they don't have a quarterback, expect some, and you're in the late. Yeah. If you're in the seven, eight, yeah, nine I round. Mean, it's just, or you're in the turn and you see the two people in front of you have tight ends. You don't, you could probably wait on tight end for that pick and get them on your next pick. Just right. anticipation. Yeah. That's a big one too. And we do that a lot. Yep. Especially um, when you get into those later rounds, I and think you're trying to go tight ends, really quarterbacks. Looking yeah. because you get to look at the draft board the entire time while you're drafting, and everything's laid out, and it's easy to look around. So, my next tip is, and you kind of mentioned it, is use the sleeper app. <laughs> so I love the sleeper. app. No, it was funny. Someone <laughs> in the chat yesterday for the West League, they're like. Like is like sleeper a sponsor for you guys or not? Like no, we no, just like it. we don't. <laughs> like yeah, we, we don't have sleeper <laughs> as a sponsor. Um, would that be awesome? It would be time to grow though before that would happen. But we do really love the sleeper app. Uh, you can the reason it's nice is it's so customizable. Yep. And so depending on where you're gonna pick, you can pick where you're gonna pick. You can you basically you can go in, you can change the roster constructions for that draft. Yeah, if you're doing anything other than like just a standard league. Mm-hmm. sleeper is the best yeah i mean and and that's what you know so say for instance like we don't use kickers so you can take kickers out you go draft on yahoo you have to take a kicker yeah you know so so sleeper has all those different uh, amenities that you would really want to be able to have to customize you can even change cor- sc- uh, scoring settings i think on the mock and then you can even do a rookie draft yep versus a veterans only versus yeah all. when we started our dynasty league we looked at another place. We looked at my fantasy. Yeah, and it was terrible. My fantasy it was, was it my fantasy league or my fantasy? It was something like something that. Something like that. Yeah, yeah it M- was awful. And then we found Sleeper and like our eyes were opened. Yeah, Sleeper was fantastic. I can't remember what the other one was, but we had to pay money for that one too. Yeah, it wasn't a lot, but it was. It wasn't a ton, it was, but it was awful. Yeah, it was not like the scorings were getting doubled somehow. Yeah, it was just bad. So huge, huge Sleeper fans. That's where I would recommend learning to mock on. What do we got next? So for my third and final tip, I would say don't feel pr- like when you're up on the eight on the rank list and you see that guy that's just been sitting there for a while and it's probably a value, but if you don't like him, don't take him. Yeah. Take your guys. Yep. Like if you have to reach a little bit, reach a little bit. Yeah. Feel comfortable with your team. Yeah. No, I, that's, that's a hard one too, because you almost want to try and take the value. And I kind of made some mistakes in this previous draft doing that, to be honest, like I was taking guys that I normally wouldn't necessarily take. Not that I'm against them, but it kind of goes against what my normal draft strategy yeah. would have been. And so, and you can see that reflected in the rest of my construction on my team. Um, but yeah, don't fret. Take take your guys. Take your team. Take the team that you really, really want. Because if you're unhappy with your team, then guess what? You're gonna not gonna care. Yeah. <laughs> you know, you're gonna you're just gonna throw it aside and and not really even worry and work on it. So, um, did you have anything else for that one? Nope. All right. So my last one, and this one's really hard for people to grasp, 
especially uh, you know if you've been playing fantasy for a while or you're and I shouldn't say fantasy for a while you should already know this but like if you're playing with some older folks like we do in a couple leagues they don't ever understand this but you do not win your league at your draft yeah whatever team you drafted and if it's the same exact team by when you finished I guarantee you you're in the back half of the league <laughs> you will never win it you need to make trades Yep. Waiver wire pickups are very important. Wait, yeah, waiver, waiver, waiver. And if you're not running fab, guys, you need to start running yeah, fab. Yeah, waiver wire is huge. You got to run a fab budget. I, it, it makes it more fair for everybody instead of this stupid rotating, oh, well, he was first on the list or he was before me, so he gets this player automatically. Yeah. I hate that. Run a fab budget, make it fair, make people bid on that player. If you lost the bid, should have bid higher. Yep. But you, do, you will never win your, your league at your draft. Unless you're in a league that no one ever trades, yeah. then technically, yeah, I guess you could. But they're still gonna they're still gonna pick up people. Yeah, yeah, I think those are all good tips. Yeah. So if there's a uh, any questions you have regarding some of those tips, you know, you can you can email us and whatnot. Um, but I think we're gonna jump into a new segment that we have called Money on the Line. Really excited about this. So James, tell us what we're doing. Uh, just every week, I'll throw a couple of these over/under bets yeah. about player futures this year. So the first one I got: Lamar Jackson passing touchdowns. Okay, passing Number touchdowns. Number twenty-six and a half. Over mm. and under, same odds. What did he have last year? Thirty-six. Eef. Well, he I, won't I'm, get thirty-six. That's I'm for sure. I'm taking the over. I don't think uh, he's dropping ten I, touchdowns. I don't think he's dropping ten, but I do think I do feel like he might drop four. I think he. I think he's going to hit like thirty. I think. Yeah, yeah, I was thinking more like around twenty-nine, thirty. So I'll take the over on that. Aaron Rodgers passing touchdowns, same number, twenty-six and a half. <sighs> Unders a little bit of the favorite. I might have to go on the under with that. I'm I, taking the under too. Yeah, I don't. I don't. They didn't do much this offseason. I off think season. he hit 24 last year. He he doesn't throw a ton of interceptions, but Aaron Jones. No, he has hit been, 26 last year. Aaron so Jones has been running a lot. It was close. Yep. And they didn't do anything to help the wide receiver core or to bolster the offensive line. No, they brought in a running back and a quarterback. So, and will Jordan Love even play? Who knows? So yours. <laughs> Under. I'm under. I'm under on that one for sure. Yeah. Can you imagine if Devontae Adams goes down in that offense? Because the whole did, offense he, is he, host. There was a little thing in camp, but it was. I didn't feel like mentioning it because I didn't think it was important. Not but yet. I mean, yeah. Could you imagine if he went down? No. They've got nobody. So, next guy, Deshaun Watson passing yards for the season. This one was really tough for me. Four thousand ninety-nine yards. Where was he last year? What was his passing yards last year? Thirty-three thousand eight hundred and fifty-two in fifteen games. So he would have been very, very close to this if he I'm would have played take sixteen. That's easy for me. I'm taking the under two. I think his passing yards will be just under this, barely. It depends because but if I, I think his passing touchdowns will be. Similar. They have three wide receivers there that can't stay healthy. I think Cooks. Cooks is the healthier one, yeah, but I it's think concussions. Besides last year, yeah, concussions. Which I I every, I haven't heard anything about it in camp or anything. Well, it's camp. They he better not get concussed. Well, well, Nick Chubb did. Yeah, Nick I Chubb mean, did. Yeah, get I mean, if you're playing football, there's a chance yeah. you can get a concussion. So yeah, yeah. I'm taking the under barely. The under is the favorite. I'll take the under by a lot, actually. I have no faith in that wide receiver core this year. So Philip Rivers passing touchdowns. Oh, I thought this one was a joke. Twenty six and a half. The unders the favorite, but it's barely. You want to know how many he threw last year? 
23. You think he's jumping four passing touchdowns this year? Better offensive line. Worst receiving core. Uh, I would say by a lot, actually. I don't think so. I mean, you're comparing T.Y. Hilton to Keenan Allen. Yeah. I think Michael Pittman and Mike. Will, I, th- I I would give the edge to Mike Williams just because Pittman's a rookie. Hunter Henry to Jack Doyle. I don't think there's really a comparison there. Austin Eckler to Naeem Hines. I, I think it's a well pretty significant. Th- I mean, rate. I wouldn't say Naeem Hines. I would say Mack and Taylor. Well, I'm just talking about upgrade. the receiving. Yeah, back. but I mean Taylor. But they can also catch. had Melvin Gordon, who I think is better than uh, Marlon Mack and that's true. Jonathan Taylor right now. I don't know though. I mean, you can see what a, a healthy, good offensive line can do for a quarterback. There I were mean, 12 quarterbacks last year through tw- at least 26 touchdowns. To get to 27, there were seven. That's sad. He's not hitting that. Yeah, I think I'd still take the under, but not by I think much. he'll hit like 22-23. Yeah. So, last guy. Jared Goff passing touchdowns, 24 and a half. Now, last year, his passing touchdowns weren't great. He had, hold up, he had 22. So that's three off this number. What did he have the year before, though? It was pretty good. Because last year, I mean, he threw the ball, I think, the most in the league. And his efficiency was just not where it usually was. So he should have had more touchdowns. Well, their defense was so bad, they had to pass a lot. They did not look like a Super Bowl contender, though. No. Last year, like they were the year before. So the year before, he threw 32 touchdowns. The year before mm-hmm. that, 28. So last year so, was kind of an what anomaly. Was, the 20, was it 24? 24 and a half, yeah. Yeah, I'm I think I'll take the over. over. Yeah, I'll, I'll take the over on that. The over is the slight favorite, but yeah, I think you have to take the over. Yeah, for sure. So that's Those are always fun. So we're always going to talk about those maybe every week, maybe every other. Who knows? We'll oh, figure I got out. those from my bookie. Just my if bookie. anyone wants to go place a bet. Yeah. Too bad you can't. Mybookie.com, right? Or whatever. Just my, my bookie. bookie. <laughs> so thanks for to my bookie for that information. Uh, the last thing uh, we wanted to chat about is this is going to be the last episode that ever? we're releasing. Not ever. No, we got too much stuff going on. <laughs> this is going to be the last episode we're going to release on Tuesday. Um, the reason is is because the season's getting ready to start. Yeah, we're going to we make the adjustment we, early. Yeah, we we want to make sure that we're talking after the games. Yeah, we record on Sunday night, so that would just it wouldn't make sense. It doesn't make sense. So we're going to start um, doing it after the Monday night games. Yep. And we're going to re- uh, release on Wednesdays. Is going to be the goal. Wednesday? Did we do Wednesday or Thursday? I thought it was Wednesday. Thursday at the latest. Thursday at the latest. Okay. We're, we'll pick a time and we'll let you know. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, sh- we're looking Wednesdays um, as the turnaround, and then if not, we'll do Thursdays. It, I mean, it would be nice if we could get, I mean, do it like Monday night for waiver wires and stuff, but it's just not going to make yeah, sense just, with our schedules and everything. Yep. And since we won't be able to talk about it, like waiver wire stuff on the show, we will be posting all that kind of stuff on, on social, social media. media and everything. So Yeah. So just wanted to give you guys starts, a heads make up. Make sure to follow that. Yeah, so when the season starts, definitely start following us on social media for updates, statuses, waiver wire pickups, all that kind of stuff, drops, yeah, you things fu- like that. Yeah, you um, can uh, find us on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, at the TFL Monsters, Patreon, Apple Podcast, Anchor, the Fantasy Monsters. Boom. So make sure you hit a follow. Send us over some questions if you have any questions for us. Uh, if you would like to send a question, we'll we'll speak it on the uh, we'll bring it up on Definitely. the show. Yep. So no worries there. But thanks again. 
for listening to the Fantasy Monsters, and uh, we'll see you next week. Have a good Yeah, I feel like a monster And I'm just in a